Sawyer. Welcome to the Fit Mom Life to the Host podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to, to the absolute fullest. Hello, I hope you're having a wonderful day. My name is Brittany. If you have not listened to any podcasts before, welcome. Thank you for being here and sharing your time with me. I am going to do a little rapid fire Q&A episode today. So I have some great questions that came in that I didn't think I could quite fill out an episode with, but I definitely wanted to go into a little bit and give as thorough of an answer as I can. So firstly, if you'd like to head to fitmomlifetothefullest.com, you can check out all my different programs there and offerings and come follow me on social media, fitmomlifetothefullest. I'm always sharing recipes and tips and things you can get on my email list as well if you'd like that. But I also want to remind you that I have a giveaway going on. So I am super excited and looking forward to sending this really nice set of exercise bands to whoever wins this, to whoever the random generator allows to win it. (laughs) Um, All you have to do to enter, it's a podcast review giveaway. So I would love you to take a second and go to wherever you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes and give me a star rating. So you're just going to tap the stars to rate it and then write a written review. And then from that, I just need to see it. So you're only, the only thing you need to do to enter the giveaway is to do the star rating and the written review, but then I need to see that you did it. So you can either screenshot it and email it to me at fitmomlifetothefullest at gmail.com, or you can share it right in your Insta stories and just tag me so that I see it and then you will be entered to win. I am going to accept any entries until August 7th, and then I will announce the winner on the winner of the giveaway on the podcast on next Tuesday. So Super excited to do that. Thank you if you take a moment. And if you have given me a review in the past, thank you very much. You can just screenshot the one that you have done and same thing, just send it to me or share it so I see it. And I really appreciate it because I have heard from some of you that you are getting value from these podcasts and the information. And I would just like more people to be able to see that as well. So, all right, Q&A. Our first question that we're gonna talk about is, What are your thoughts on plant-based diets? Are processed meats really that bad? All right, so my disclaimer before any of these questions really is that I am obviously giving my opinion. Yes, I have trainings and certifications, but there are always going to be differences of opinion even between people in the same field, obviously. I think we see that everywhere, especially these days. So um, my opinion on all of these. So in this question, what are your thoughts on plant-based diets? I would say I think the more plant-based you can eat, absolutely the better. I will go a step further though and say I do not think there's anything wrong with adding in good quality, well-sourced meats. So what I mean by that is that I think everybody benefits from eating as close to whole, when I say whole clean foods, I'm talking foods that are as close to in their natural state as possible. I think we all would benefit from that. So I think there's only pros to eating a mostly plant-based diet. I just would additionally add the quality meats for better sources of proteins. So what would that look like? That would look like eating leafy greens, some fruits in there, good quality whole grains, ancient grains like wild rice and farro and sweet potatoes, things that are as close to their natural form as you can get. So instead of eating mashed potatoes from a box, you know, getting actual real potatoes and eating those. And same thing with, you know, fruits, vegetables, not having a huge, um, tons of fake sugar added to a smoothie where you're having 
you know, smoothies are always a big thing, but when you're getting them out, a lot of times there's so much sugar added and there's like corn syrup added and all these sugar substitutes added when it would be better just to eat the apple. Or if you're making the smoothie, you know, on your own, you know what's in it, those kinds of things. So I think there is only benefit, not really any cons to eating as plant-based as you can and looking more at what comes from the ground and what's in its natural state than, you know, out of a box and things like that. But I, I do think there is benefit to including meat. I do think that there's a huge range of, you know, <laughs> you could go from a hot dog to like a grass-fed, no hormones, no antibiotics, you had a good steak. So there's a lot in between there as well. So as quality as you can get, definitely is ideal. In a perfect world, I think we'd all be eating like 80% plant-based and then 20% really high quality meats. However, I know budget is an issue. I know family size is an issue. So there's a couple ways you can obviously, I would advise going about that if you were to do that. We, I do really high prioritize our meat. So I, I don't always necessarily buy organic or grass-fed, but I've said on here before, I do prioritize no hormones added, no antibiotics added, and those kinds of things. So I do try to do that with my meats. And then, yes, I think as plant-based as possible is awesome. But I don't think that there is enough research and evidence to show that, you know, a vegan diet or vegetarian diet is absolutely superior. I think that as long as you are watching how much sugar you're taking in, how much processed food, all of that, I think that matters much more than some having some good quality meats in there. So I say, yes, plant-based is great, but I would add in the higher quality meats as well. And if that means having meat more sparingly, that's fine. I've, I've definitely dabbled in that with our family too, of then having meat only, you know, three nights for dinner a week and trying to fill it out. I know protein is always the issue there because I am always an advocate of a higher protein diet. So it, it is tough to get the protein without the meat, but I have done that where I've tried to, okay, I'm only going to buy really high quality meat. So we have to spread it out a little bit, which means that on the other days I'm looking at other sources of protein. I'm looking at chickpeas and nuts and those kinds of things to try to fill out our day. All right. Question number two, what are some strategies for fitting in workouts while working full-time? Okay, I think this is a great question because I do cater more toward the stay-at-home mom or the part-time mom and whatnot. Um, so someone who's more home-based because in that way you're making your own schedule and that's just my state of life and I think it's easier to advise to and to speak to because that's my state in life. However, I have worked full-time and I know that's a reality for many other people. So if you are working full-time and trying to fit in workouts, I think that you need to, number one, do it in the morning. And I know a lot of people <laughs> would cry at that or fight me on that or whatever, but there's just so, I've talked about this a lot in morning episodes, the morning routine episode and things like that. There's just not as much that can come up. So if you were planning to do it at 7 p.m. or even like right after work before you get dinner ready, there's just more things that can come up during the day. So my first piece of advice is to do it in the morning. A second piece of advice is to have a plan. Don't just wake up in the morning and say, okay, what am I going to do? I have no idea. I, I woke up, the alarm went off, and then you spend 20 minutes flipping through Instagram trying to find a workout and things like that. So have a plan going into it and definitely... That, that means not just in the moment that you're going to do it, but it also means planning out your week. When you look at your week, know what days you are going to work out. Don't just think, okay, it'll happen. I'm just going to get three workouts done sometime this week and I'll see where they fit in. 
pencil them in. It doesn't have to be set in stone. And yes, we need to be flexible, but you should have a rough plan of, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Because then if Wednesday something does come up, even in the morning, or you oversleep or, or something like that, then you have other days to play with. You can kick it to other days, okay? Then you could try for Thursday instead or wait to get one on the weekend. But you need to have a plan of when they're going to do it. So when you are going to do it. So firstly, do it in the morning if you can. Second, have a plan. And my third piece of advice for this is to keep your workouts effective, not necessarily long, Okay, I think a lot of times there's so much confusion around, not even confusion, but just kind of a misconception that a longer workout is going to give you better results, and that is just not the case. So make sure that the workouts you are doing are effective for your goals. If you are trying to lose body fat, I've said it time and time again, get off the cardio. You're just trying to like outrun and out-eat your, or outrun the calories that you are eating and things like that. So Make sure you are doing something that is worth your time and then make it worth your time. Don't just try to fill the hour, fill the half hour. You know, our time is very precious. I don't spend an hour working out. I don't even most of the time spend a half hour working out and that's fine. It can be short, but really, truly effective. So don't, don't push for a duration. If we set the, these crazy goals that it's not even setting the bar too high because it's just kind of unnecessary but that is really daunting if you're if you're considering that being successful at working out means that you did 5 hour long sessions that week you're kind of setting yourself up for something to go wrong there yes some people can do that and that's fine and if you're training for something specific that you need a longer duration for if you're training for a marathon and you need to be going out for long runs or you're a swimmer and you need that hour that's totally fine but for the average person just fitting in a general health workout it doesn't need to be super long all the time. So be realistic about it. Pick your times, pick your days, be flexible in those, but have a plan and just go into it with a plan and knowing what you're going to do. All right. Number three, should you stretch before or after a workout? I was super happy to get this question because <laughs> it just gave me an opportunity to speak on it because I have seen a, this done incorrectly a lot. So should you stretch before or after a workout? You should ideally dynamically stretch slash warm up slash prime before your workouts, but you should not really static stretch until after. So if you're not sure the difference on that, dynamic means you're moving. So that's like leg swings, arm circles, jogging in place, priming with another piece of equipment like a foam roller or a resistance band, something like that, where you are getting your muscles ready to go and this can be really, I am talking more to strength, but I'll, I guess I address strength first, then talk about cardio. So for a strength workout, that's what you want to do. You want to get your body moving. You are not holding, you're not doing, you know, a shoulder stretch, reach your arm across and holding. You're not doing a hamstring stretch, just putting one leg out in front of you and holding. You are moving for your warm up. Okay. So again, using another piece of equipment like a band or a foam roller, an equipment or tool or something like that, or you are doing leg swings, you are doing body weight squats, you're doing glute bridges, you are warming your body up, okay? And then save the static stretching for after your workout. After your workout, feel free to sit in that stretch, take deep breaths in a hamstring stretch and a shoulder stretch. That's great, that's fine. Then on the cardio side, you kind of mixed on this, The same, it's kind of the same rules apply, but you might not necessarily need to quote unquote, warm up, like separate from your cardio. Say you're about to go out for a two mile run. 
you might consider doing some leg swings, some body weight squats, still moving, you're still not static stretching, or maybe you just take the first couple minutes of your run, the first couple steps, the first couple paces a little bit slower, and that's your warm-up kind of easing into it, which I also do think is a really nice draw of running. I know when I am considering that I only have 20 minutes, including warm-up and cool-down, to work out, sometimes then I will just go for a run because I'm like, okay, well, I'll just take the first two minutes as my warm-up, and then I'll really start pushing the pace after that and take the last two minutes as a cool-down. And then it's always a good idea for both strength training and cardio to do your static stretching after. It helps your muscles not go from working to immediately stopping and seizing up. But it is better to stretch after your workout because your muscles have now been worked. If you're just going into it cold turkey, even if it's a day, say on Sundays, you don't, you take a rest day, you don't work out, but you want to stretch, it's not a great idea to just go from sitting in a chair to like hopping into a hamstring stretch or some kind of intense stretch, you should ideally get your heart rate up a little bit, get your body a little loose and warm before you even go into stretching because you're just, think of like a a cold rubber band, like a stiff rubber band. You don't want to just snap it by taking it out of the drawer and then trying to stretch it as far as it can, okay? You want to kind of work with it first. So you do want to have some movement before you stretch. All right, and last question. Bye. Did keep myself short and sweet on these. I was trying to. And the last question that I received is, what is your favorite favorite protein shake combo? And I definitely love this question as well because I can talk about food all day long. <laughs> but my, it's, I'm pretty consistent, I would say, in my food in that I know what I like and I don't mind having it a lot. So my go-to, which has been my go-to for like 10 years, is uh, just chocolate whey protein and it doesn't necessarily have to be whey. It could be plant-based. It could be any kind, but I typically have chocolate whey protein and uh, peanut butter, a frozen banana, frozen spinach, a little bit of ice, almond milk, and flaxseed. So I really like when you're making a shake looking at covering the areas. I got this from Kelly Levesque. She wrote the book Body Love, and she is a big celebrity nutritionist, and she um, – advises to have at every meal, but she really promotes shakes, having shakes as one meal a day just because it's really easy for a lot of people. It's convenient. But she promotes when you are having that shake to look at having a protein, a fat, a fiber, and a green present. So, and then carbs sparingly as it fits in your day, which would, for me, if I'm telling you, you know, most people I would say, if you're listening to this, I talk about how tracking macros I think works for most people, most bodies. So for me, I would say like if it fits into your macros that day to add some carbs. So yeah, I I love the combo of chocolate and peanut butter. And I don't like using raw spinach in shakes because I just don't like that it kind of brings it up to more of a room temp. I like the frozen better in it and just makes it a little icier. I like it on the thicker side and icier. That is my favorite. But I also do have to mention, um, that's like if, if that's more of a complete meal too, I would say, cause that's, you know, pretty high caloric intake there. If you a pretty high calorie value to that shake with peanut butter and a banana and all that. So that's pretty much equaling one of my meals. But if I'm just looking for a little bit of protein throughout my day to fill in some gaps, maybe especially that hour, like 3 PM, that is when I just want to eat everything more, probably more than any part of the day. When some people say that that's them at 7 PM or whatever, or like 10 AM before lunch, 
I, a client actually showed me this brand called Isopure and I know Target has it. I've ordered off Amazon a bunch and it's so unlike any other protein because usually when you think protein, you think chalky and you also think like full shake. Like sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm not committed to having a full, you know, get out the blender, get out the frozen banana kind of shake right now, but I just want something quick to take with me on the run. And Isopure is really cool because it's it's honestly like the consistency and the flavors of like a crystal light. It tastes delicious in just water and it would, I think, be really weird to mix with milk because the flavors are like lemonade and fruit punch and things like that. So I really like it. I It was a great find that I cannot take credit for, but I like to take, it's a really good grab and go if I am going to like a play date or something where I don't want to pull out a protein bar or, you know, whatever, being a weirdo bringing food along with me, but I know I'm going to get hungry because I get hungry like every two hours. I will just toss some in my water bottle before I go so that it's mixed up and ready. And it really is delicious. Sometimes I'll do it at night too. If I'm feeling like I want a beer or wine or something, but I don't want to actually have an alcoholic drink and it's like seven or 8 PM and I don't want to go to bed a little bit hungry. That's a really nice little top you off before you go to bed. And again, that brand is Isopure. And I have, I can speak to the lemonade flavor and the fruit punch flavor, I think it is, or tropical punch. And it's really good. Also on Amazon, hot tip, I have told a couple of people this, definitely scroll through if you all are not super picky about flavors, because a lot of times they will discount it. I don't even want to say this because now with all the millions of people who listen to this podcast, I hope you don't all take my flavors, but um, I'm totally kidding. They, they will like discount something that they have a ton of stock in. So sometimes I'm scrolling through and it's, you know, one's $24 and then one's $12 because they're, you know, have a ton of stock of it. So cruise on through and do yourself a favor and get yourself that because it has gotten me through the summer. It's so summery and light and in lieu of just a big, heavy shake filled with lots of stuff. So that is what I have for you today. That is my best effort at answering those questions. I appreciate getting questions because some of them are so, um, there's so much to speak on that they give me ideas for episodes, which I really appreciate. And if it's something like this, where I think I can just answer it in a couple of sentences or a little paragraph there, I will throw it in a Q and a episode in the future. So feel free to send me a message on Instagram. I see them the most, or again, email or Facebook or any of those platforms. So thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and please, please go give me a review and let me know you did it so I can enter you in the giveaway and I will announce that next week. All right, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. I will talk to you next time. 